Maximum chaos, a night of craziness in the NBA. And we give you our all-bubble team and bubble MVP. And the Suns might as well be bubble MVPs with what they did for their players. It's a Wednesday Locked On NBA podcast. Let's go. You are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Wild night in the association. And on this Wednesday, we are here to get you through the penultimate games for many of these teams in the reseeding schedule on Wednesdays. I'm one of your hosts here on the Lockdown NBA podcast, John Corrales at Reds Army underscore John on Twitter. And I host the Lockdown Celtics podcast. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake. So let's split these games here into little categories, Jake, because a few of these didn't mean a damn thing. Not <laughs> these at meant, all. A few of these meant a lot. So the meaningless games first, Brooklyn over Orlando doesn't mean anything. Brooklyn's going to be the seventh seed. They face Toronto. Orlando is going to be the eighth seed. They'll face Milwaukee. Brooklyn wins 108-96. Timothy Luwawu Cabarro was the leading scorer for the Brooklyn Nets with 24. Markel Fultz, 18 for Orlando. Nicely done. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks in a meaningless game over the Washington Wizards win 126-113. The notable thing here, Giannis Antetokounmpo booted for a headbutt on uh, – who did he headbutt? Uh, Mo, Mo Wagner. Oh, Mo Wagner. Sold it yeah. a little bit more and like, I, I don't quite know, but like, who, also who cares? Yes. So he's out. Boom. See ya. Doesn't matter. Milwaukee still wins. Washington still has not won inside the bubble. And our third completely meaningless game, two eliminated teams, the New Orleans Pelicans and the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento wins 112-106. Hey, Jake, you cover the Pelicans. How did this so- go? Uh, no Zion, no Drew Holiday, no Brandon Ingram, no De'Aaron Fox, no need to watch this one. <laughs> All right. Now we get into the maximum chaos portion of the schedule because it starts with the Memphis Grizzlies losing again. 122-107 losers to the Boston Celtics. That's my team. The Celtics win behind Jason Tatum, who was extremely efficient the ball movement was great. Tatum shot 10 of 13, had 29 points. Celtics had 29 assists. Uh, Memphis tried really to get aggressive on the Celtics, and the Celtics got past a very porous defense, and they just ran roughshod, even though they weren't giving full effort. And so Memphis losing opens up the door for basically everybody else. And let's Everybody go. Everybody who's not eliminated is like yes. in this coming down to the last day. If you're if you're the well, NBA, you are thrilled that Memphis is one in six right now in the bubble. This is kind of what they wanted, right? Yes, it's the only thing that's not working out is the the Pelicans. Zion, yeah, <laughs> yeah they wanted Zion, <laughs> but you know what what they're getting? <laughs> unfortunately, what they're getting is the Spurs, who beat the Houston Rockets one twenty three one oh five. Behind 24 points from Keldon Johnson. What? Off the bench. He, yeah. He's just in the right situation with that team for him to kind of play well. And they're just doing spursy things where like you're getting more than you should out of some of these guys. DeMar Rosen with 23 points in this one. Also, no James Harden for the Houston Rockets. No, but they did have Russell Westbrook who dropped 20 points on eight of 17 shooting, but 
that's about it. The the Spurs just the, like you said, Demar Derozan. They had what seven he's guys in double figures. Yeah, I mean it's he's been good for them, and they're the Spurs. Like this, don't I? I wasn't even ready to rule this team out. <laughs> you can never rule the Spurs out. You just can't. Uh, nope. and, and it was funny because everyone, everything I listened to, people were like, "Yeah, the Spurs are probably done." But I'm not going to say that. So Jeff Garcia, host of Lockdown Spurs, was like, no, they won't get in. And I was like, they shouldn't get in, but I'm not going to say no to them. No, absolutely not. But Spurs fans, I love Spurs fans. Spurs, if I didn't have the Celtics, I'd be covering the Spurs. It'd be a fun team to cover. But the, the, the emotional swings are very wild in Spurs land. And, but here we are. There's still this 23 years potentially here of straight of making the playoffs. That's an insane number. And then the Phoenix Suns, 130, 117 winners. Undefeated. Undefeated. <laughs> the undefeated Phoenix Suns beat the Sixers, 130, 117. Devin Booker, 35 points again. And they just, just keep on rolling. Now, of course, the Sixers did not have, uh, you know, Ben Simmons is out for a while. Uh, they didn't have Joel Embiid, who's nursing the, the ankle. So the sick, the, the Suns again take advantage of another team that not in the best position and they are, they're undefeated. So they are in the mix as are the now eighth seed Portland Trailblazers who got a decent game, Jake, I'd say. I'm going to go on a limb. Decent game you, from you could say Damian that. Lillard. Uh, how many points did Damian Lillard have in this one? 16. Look, oh, wait, no. I, I was going to say, you, you, you've uh, done this wrong. I was going to say, I don't think we're surprising anyone by saying he had 61 points because you've probably heard about this by now because he was freaking awesome in this <laughs> game. Like, I don't, I, there are not enough superlatives for him. Um, and we're going to talk about him more in the next segment. 17 of 32. Nine of 17 from deep, that is 53%. A perfect 18 of 18 at the foul line, 61 points on the night, eight assists, five rebounds. Just three turnovers on a usage rate like that, man. That's that's a ridiculous number. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Damian Lillard and Devin Booker and, and the, the work that they've been doing in the next segment. But it's just wild to see that Portland has now risen to the eighth seed and Memphis, Phoenix, and San Antonio are all technically tied, although San Antonio is just... They're hurt by having a fewer games played. Yeah. just So Memphis and Phoenix are both 33 and 39, a 45.8% winning percentage. The Spurs are 32 and 38, a 45.7 winning percentage. So that could be the thing that eliminates them. But right now, what, what's the, the difference is 0. 0.9, 0.09 percentage points separate the eighth through the 11th seed. And only two of those teams are going to get into a plan. It's, it's fun, man. Um, one thing I do want to mention <laughs> before, before we move on from the Portland game, CJ McCollum playing with a fractured vertebrae yeah. in his back, by the way, for a couple of games. Uh, he didn't have a good night. He was two of fourteen from the field, but oh my yeah, god, man! Because his back is broken. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, according to NBC Sports Northwest that they they say that uh, McCollum has been playing with 
a L3 vertebral transverse process fracture. So that means he has a fracture in his lower back. I don't know how you can play with a fracture in your back. Uh, I I don't know how you feel. If he falls, what happens if he falls? I, I, I fractured I my L5 and played like half of a football season with it, and it was the dumbest thing that I could have done and one of the most painful things that I could have done. I was also playing eight-man football in California, not quite on the same level here as like a professional NBA player playing significant minutes. I didn't really play a ton. Um, in a game. So yeah, it's nuts to me. Uh, yeah, playing with a broken back, which does raise the question of like, okay, so Damian Lillard's doing all this yeoman's work to get Portland in there. And, and obviously he's not gonna, he's not gonna slow down, but where, where does that leave Portland? Okay. So congratulations. You, you get into this play in and then you win. And then CJ's broken, and then oh, by the way, your reward is getting to face the Lakers and get Lillard rolled by the Lakers. Probably, like I don't think they're getting out of the first round. It's going to be fun with them in the first round, the hypothetical first round matchup. And again, we'll talk more about Lillard here in a minute. But I don't know, Lillard's on an, on another level right now, man. It's the end of this, he is feeling so disrespected after that stuff with the Clippers. He he's screaming, put some respect on my name. That was his line out there. I don't know where the respect went, but it's been there, but he doesn't think it is. And sometimes (laughs) it gives someone an edge. And so like he, he, it's like man on a mission, you know, like this seems like he's like that hitman in a movie that is just going to take everyone out in like one last blaze of glory. Like that's kind of what it feels like here to me. It's not quite at those levels, but like, I don't know. Dude seems like he's on a point to prove his interview after this game. He was just like, what, what did you expect I was going to do out here? And it's like, well, no one expects you to score 61, Damien. You know, uh, but he was like, look, I said, if you give me a realistic shot to get into the playoffs, I will come and bring it. And like, my God, dude, yeah, you did. He did. Let's talk more about Dame because they're going to be handing out awards and an MVP. And I feel like Damian Lillard's going to be discussed for a couple of those things. We'll talk about that in a moment. Start your morning with news that matters in just 10 minutes. Axios Today host Nyla Boodoo and a team of award-winning journalists will bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trends shaping our world. Jake, did you know sports are back? I did know sports are back, and I've been waiting for this day for a while. We've all been waiting for this. The playoffs are around the corner. The There's... Football, they're talking about not college football, but the NFL, the NHL is going on. There's a ton going on, which means there's a ton for you to bet on. I love it. You love it. It should be all you need to hear in order to start betting today. My bookie is the place to go for that. My bookie has up to the minute odds on all your favorite teams. And with Major League Baseball in full swing, the NBA playoffs around the corner, there's never been a better time to start playing with my bookie. It's pretty easy. You bet, you win, they pay. Feeling good about your team's chances this year? Be sure to check out my bookie's World Series future bets. Nothing shows you believe in your squad like betting on them right now. But why stop with baseball? Smart bettors are always looking towards the future. And that, in this case, it means basketball, hockey, football. My bookie's accepting all bets on your favorite NBA, NHL, and NFL games. There's never been a better time. 
to start exploring the world of online sports betting. Join today and my bookie will match your deposit 100%. That's an immediate free win. money. Free money. You win. It's like I'm whatever it is, 100%. Boom. Plus they'll toss you a free $10 MLB future wager. All you got to do is enter the promo code Locked on NBA when signing up. That's locked on NBA. Remember at my bookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. The NBA announced that they are going to be giving out awards, bubble awards, restart awards, and they're going to do like uh like from when I was playing in high school, you get like an all tournament team, and and then somebody gets like a little bigger trophy, they're going to give out a little MVP. So the NBA is giving out these awards for the seeding games, and we figured let's give out our own awards. That's an original thought. Let's do that, right? Let's just uh, look, look. We 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 don't need to reinvent the wheel here. The NBA is going to give now. people out bubble awards, which like they're going to call them. They're all seeding game teams. <laughs> Which I dislike. Just call it what it is. Bubble awards. Bubble awards. Uh, they should give them bubbles. Like a little, like. I have a bubble sheet in our, uh, backyard that we use when we like sit out there having drinks. It's like yeah, super it's like nice. The little actually. thing that you give the kids. You give them little blow bubbles. Yeah. But then the, the MVP should get one of those cool bubble guns that just, you press it and it just fires off like hundreds of bubbles. That, that should be my, my thing does like 2000 bubbles in a minute. It's like yeah. an industrial bubble machine. That it's should awesome. be the yes. MVP. I that love it. That would be the MVP trophy, and everyone else gets like the little thing that the the three year olds run around with and make the like one things. Yes, this is perfect. We've solved it, NBA. You can send the there checks in the mail. Those are, those are the trophies. So let's hand them out. The NBA is going to do two teams. We're going to do one right now. So no positions, no positions. So <laughs> hand them out. Like, oh, that makes us so much easier. Right. The original thought when John and I were planning this out, let's do it like the all NBA team. So two guards, two forwards and a center. And it's like, Oh man, we were going to piss some people off. We're still going to piss people off. Sure. But the NBA is doing it where it's positionless. So the best, best five guys is voted on by the media that I think is in there in the bubbles who are the voters for it. So we get to put on, if you wanted five guards, which might be the answer to this, you can put five guards. Might be. On. It actually sort of almost is for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, the obvious ones, right? Obvious yeah. ones. I think and there's so, three that are no-brainers, right? I think so. I Probably think. four that are no-brainers. Yeah, I would say so. So uh, Devin Booker yep. is a no-brainer, right? Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. Dame Lillard is a no-brainer. No yep. Luca is yep. pretty easy choice. Yep. James Harden, pretty easy choice. So he is I, like I'm. This you might like influence. So, so how about T.J. Warren before we go, James Harden? T.J. Warren's on there. Okay, like yes. so that's four, right? That's, that's four. Four TJ dudes Warren we just four. mentioned. Yes. So now then who's the your fifth? Fifth spot is where it's hard. Like yes. uh, in general, like yeah, I think it probably should be Harden. His team's good in the bubble too. Like that's a, that's a big part of it to me. Giannis and them have kind of looked out of sorts. Uh, so I don't know if I can put Giannis in there. So like, yeah, I think it's hardened, but I think there's also a good case for Kawhi. I think there's a good case for Paul George even as well. Yeah, there's a case. I, mean, I, I think case. once you get down to Paul George, 
you're really starting to open things up because at that point, I I would rather have maybe I, I would even put Michael Porter Jr. in before I put Paul George in. Like that's I don't hate that um either, but uh, so we've got four that are for sure on there, and like yeah, almost to not make. Rockets fans like yell at us for for shortchanging <laughs> James Harden another award. Like I almost left him off because I figured that might be kind of fun to troll some people a little <laughs> bit. Like, like I think if you were if it's between him and Giannis, like yeah, I think you put him in over Giannis. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's a that just because and and Giannis he doesn't care first of all. But the Bucks are the Bucks are two and three, and or, or were two and three coming into before they started making this decision. Uh, yeah. Giannis got kicked out of this game tonight, yep. so like that's if we're looking for we're looking for like little microscopic d- disqualifying factors. So but that's what you need with some of these guys. Some of these dudes have been right. awesome. Damian Lillard's averaging thirty-seven points over yeah. seven games. That's nuts like some of these guys are playing such good basketball and also now that you know narratives are a big part of why you select people for awards and stuff um i don't know if you saw that today john but (laughs) i did (laughs) okay there we go so taking that shot here um but like you know devin booker seven and oh is an awesome story and that stuff's there but luke has also been so good despite the mavericks losing a bunch like all of this is like one of those things where it's like splitting hairs to a degree yeah sure but i mean luca is also averaging 11 rebounds and 11 assists you know and so that there's he's on there like 32 11 and 11 is like and and here's the funny thing 32 11 and 11 and i didn't even Think about him for MVP. No, not even close. Uh, my right. MVP is between two people. Is that what, like so? I think it's, we're kind of set. Like we know what the fives I, I, are. The general the five consensus. Guys, right? yeah. If we're if we're doing a first team, the general consensus: Book, Dame, Luca, TJ Warren, which is the most hilarious thing that he he's made this almost like a no brainer. Yeah. Uh, I I think I think Harden. He, he's still averaging thirty three points. Yeah, he's played ridiculous. Again, also team success plays into this stuff, right? Sure. They're, yep. they're four and one. I think that's yep. a really important thing to kind of look at with it. Plus eight and a half assists, plus seven and a half rebounds. I mean, yeah. three steals. I mean, he's, I know he's not a, that, that's not totally indi- indicative of, uh, any sort of defense, but still three steals gets the ball moving yeah. in the opposite direction. So. Um, no, I have no problem with that at all. I even think it, like the second team would be fairly competitive, and uh, I'm glad we're not needing to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, let's do a second team. But no, so here's the real debate. Who's the bubble MVP? Uh, so uh, this, I think, I hope we pick different people. So mine is Lillard, and I think it's between him and Booker. And Booker's got the 7-0 and Suns. In playoff contention when, like, frankly, we kind of just thought that team shouldn't even belong in this, right? right they were only right. in this because the Suns had the same record as the Pelicans or the same winning percentage or the same amount of games behind. They weren't in here to get the Suns into the playoffs or that anyone thought that this could happen. It was just if you're going to invite the Pels, you have to invite the Suns to make it just not look like you're favoring Zion. And then they sure. go 7-0. and It's all going to come down to the final day, which is super exciting. <laughs> I think that's awesome. And what a story. He had, he had one of the more iconic moments of the bubble with the game winner from a week ago that we recapped. That was awesome. 
And so, like, everything was going in his favor probably until tonight. Because yeah. Damian Lillard fucking rules. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't know how else to say it, man. 61 points in this game. He has yeah. been a stone-cold killer over this stretch. 37 points is what he's averaging. 9.3 assists, 4.4 rebounds. But you don't care about his rebounds here. Like, this dude is just so locked in and in such another zone and a level. And the, the whole part of him kind of clapping back and, like, saying, put some respect on my name and all of that. <laughs> the stuff with the Clippers. Like, this is one of the most fun stretches of basketball for any player I think I can ever remember watching. And it, and he's gotten his team in playoff contention. You know, they were on the outside looking in. They're probably going to finish in the eighth spot, not nine. They're going to finish right. in eight. And have the advantage in the play-in series. That's wild to me. This dude is just awesome right now. Like everything about it. Yeah. I, I, I agree with everything that you said. Damn right that, you do. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about Dame is that he's playing 40 plus minutes in every game. Yep. That's. That's an some insane of that's overtime number. there too. So like that helps things, but yeah. okay, sure. But he's but still. still playing 40 plus minutes in all of these yeah. games. Um, but let me, I'll, I'll flip it. Devin Booker is doing all of this and he's not playing in four, 40 plus minutes in all of these games. I mean, he's averaging 34 minutes a game. And Lillard's averaging 41. And Booker is averaging 31 points a game and Lillard's averaging 37. So in seven fewer minutes, you've got six fewer points per game. So now you're starting to do the, well, if Book played more minutes, then maybe he'd have more opportunity at, at some of these bigger scoring nights. And oh, by the way, he's had, he's had like some pretty huge scoring nights. He's dropped three straight games of 35 points. Uh, he has Let's see. All of his seeding games. No, two of those seeding games are 27 and 20 points. Everything else is 30 plus. He's got four 35 point games. So he's out there. He's scoring. He's getting to the line. And I'm going to use that. I, I, I think <laughs> that Dame is, is certainly worthy of the MVP. I'm, I'm not trying to argue against him as the MVP. No, I get it. The Suns are the Suns, and they're the like story. you made my argument for me. Yeah, like the 100%. Suns are the Suns, and they are not supposed to be here, and yet they're undefeated, and they're basically trying to kick down the door and get into the playoffs. They never had a shot at the playoffs. They were fading away, but here comes Devin Booker, and here they come. The Suns have owned this bubble, and we'll continue to talk about that in the next segment, but I can't. It's too good. It's too good of a story. I, I think the seven and zero is the tiebreaker for me. That as much as we love Dame, and maybe Dame's a victim of he's done this before, but it's fair. Booker with like I almost feel like we came into this saying like if Dame carries the 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 Blazers to the playing game, would we be all that shocked? No. That's, no, I don't think you, you could argue shocked. that they were, I mean, they were the ninth seed going into this. They're yeah. still the ninth seed right now. So they're kind of in the spot they should have been in, right? This is almost to a degree, unless you were as high on the Pelicans as I was and whoops, um, yeah. <laughs> what you expected from them, right? So I think sure. there's some degree of that, like the Herculean effort it takes 
for Devin Booker. I don't want to say he dragged the Suns to 7-0 because they've got some other good players who are playing very, sure. very well for them right now. But 7-0 is 7-0. And getting into contention when you wouldn't think about them being in contention really helps on this. He's also been an unbelievable two-way player. Like, he's been good on defense during this stretch. I think that yes. factors in this, too. We get blinded by some of the fancy offensive numbers as well as we should. But you've also got to defend. We've seen teams not do it. And you don't go very far. Hi, hi again, Pelicans. So to have De- De- Devin Booker, um, you've so just got to like make jokes through the tears. To to see Devin Booker do all of this and do it on the defensive side of the ball, which has been a big knock on him for a long time, and to see the improved play from him all around, I get it, man. Like I'm not faulting yep. you for for picking Booker. I'm just having so much fun watching Lillard and the things he's doing right now. And again, when, you know, it's also some recency bias and like slave to the moment here of 61 points in this game is pretty ridiculous. Per 36 minutes, by the way, Booker does edge him out 32.7 points per game, per 36 minutes. Lillard's at 32.2. So it proves your point from before as well. There you go. And, and Phoenix, look at the teams that they've beaten. Uh, they, they had Washington in the first game, but then after that, Dallas, the Clippers, the Pacers, the it's a rough Heat. schedule. Thunder, Philly, and, you know, that's – some of that is, you know, th- like the Clippers had nothing to play for, so they maybe they, they capitalized on that, but they still capitalized on that. And, you know, Book did drop 35 on, you know, 52% shooting, so that's it. I I think there's there's no wrong choice. And it's in reality like – season to taste, right? Right. Like, if they do, do what you the, want here. Right. If they split the MVP, if they said there are two MVPs and they, they did a vote and, and they both split it, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, I So uh, I think they're one and two. I think it might be Warren for three if you were to like go down that far. But someone's crazy if they're not picking Booker or Lillard for this. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine anybody not picking those guys. Uh, like I said before, the Suns own the bubble. They owned it again, again on Tuesday night. They are, pardon the pun, because it's not intended, but they are on fire with what they're doing in the bubble. Sure it's not intended? It's not intended. I just don't have any other word. You know, every every positive word is all heat-related. So, sorry, son. (laughs) How it goes. We'll talk about that in a minute. Suns, on top of having the absolute lock MVP in Devin Booker, <laughs> like really, <laughs> <laughs> have uh, just did the most amazing thing, I think, on Tuesday night, where the player intros were all like loved ones and friends of the starters. So, uh, the players get to look up at the video board and see uh, a, a daughter, a, a wife, a, you know, family members saying, like, doing the whole introductions. Like, and you watch that video and you can see how jazzed up they are from that, how awesome they, they just, they look at it and you say, it's such an awesome moment. Whoever thought to do that, 
Give that person a raise, a promotion. Yeah, and like a, a couple raises, a couple promotions. Like, Get that person this, the team. Get Rob Sarver out of there. Give that person the ownership. So how wild is it that the team that Rob Sarver owns that had a goat in an office crapping everywhere at one point to try and prove a point or make a joke or something like that is this team that's 7-0 and in the bubble and does probably the be- maybe the best moment of everything to be totally. sort of restart. Like well, all you had to do was get out of the state and get away from Rob Sarver and look at how they <laughs> this, this was so cool. The players were clearly surprised by this out there on the court. And if you haven't watched the video, like just go and do that. After you listen to us, we're important too, but then go and watch this because it's that awesome. They pulled in their family members, they pulled in people they're close with. Um the 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 young girl who was on the stage at the lottery with Devin Booker last year uh announced him and it was them doing you know the heights from whatever college it is they went to at yeah. point guard for your Phoenix Suns doing the intro like the announcers do and it was so freaking awesome. It, it's also yeah. great. Um uh, just overall like their reactions are so great. Like Rubio's was awesome, getting people from around the world to participate in this. And they were clearly surprised. And these guys are away from their family potentially for a really long time. And this was just like a nice touch. I I think it was punctuated for me knowing him and having covered him for a while with Monty Williams and seeing his family and everything that happened to his wife and their their mother a couple of years ago to kind of have that moment and know how family-oriented he is and kind of builds the team out like that too and the culture he's trying to create there. This kind of is like, you know, when you need like an exclamation point on something or something that sums it up so well, like this is that moment for them. Yeah. Think about this. TJ Warren was at the beginning of this bubble, the sign of how inept Phoenix was. We talked about it last week. Phoenix gave him away for cash. Typical Phoenix Suns. Now a week later, here we are. Nothing but glowing love for the Suns. And so we were thinking, is there anything that a team can possibly do for their players to, I, I don't even want to say top this, match this, come close to this? Is there anything, Jake, that a team that you think, what, what can a team do to get this sort of feeling out of their players? I don't know. And I always wonder if these things are things that kind of age you in free agency when you see an organization do something like this? Does it make you more interested in signing there? And, you know, can a moment like this maybe change to a degree like the reputation of the Suns? Because I don't know if a team can top this. If anyone else does it, it's going to look like they copied this, which I don't think is a bad thing, but they're going to kind of maybe get slammed yeah. a little bit for it. And it, it just doesn't come off as uh authentic I think as it could which is a shame because these are really great moments we've seen some really fun moments the players having fun in there acting like summer camp and it kind of it makes you forget that there's like again they're away from their families we know how hard that is for some of these players not seeing their kids or their loved ones for a while and this just kind of like brought it back like this is one of those things that if you were you know if you were cutting up onions in the room like I get it yeah it's just kind of one of those things. Also, what's kind of hilarious to me with all of this is Mikel Bridges, his mom, by the way, works for the Sixers. She's wearing a oh, Suns yeah, right, jersey right. introducing him, which I thought was pretty great. Yeah, right. Because, right. Because when he was drafted, she was all excited <laughs> and then the like, Sixers. bye. Bye. Um. So like she's in a Suns jersey announcing her son, which I like, like of course. 
right? Like, what else is she going to do there? What are they going to um, do? I don't know. Just kind of one of those little things that I thought that was kind of funny. That was, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Yeah, man. I, I, I think things like that all tend to add up. So what, what brings a free agent into town? Part of it is the culture, but part of it's the money. Part of it's yeah. the teammates and the coaching. Like there, there are a bunch of the, and, and where you want to live. If you just don't want to live anywhere cold, then sorry, Boston's not going to be a factor. Minnesota's not going to be a factor. These places that have winters may not be a factor. People might want to stay further south. So, but whatever, it's, it's all up to the individual player, but something like this is thoughtful because if I'm a free agent and I'm looking at things, we talk about tiebreakers for free agents. Yeah. You say, well, you know, this organization does this. Hey, look, the Suns actually care about their players. Look what they did for their players. It, it, that wasn't something that said, Hey, we'll watch, watch the free agents come pouring in because of this. They just wanted to do something nice for their players mm-hmm. and they 100%. made this effort. And, and that, that to me from the outside says a lot more about the types of people that are working in that organization and the culture that they want to create. And, and, and I do think that that is it a deciding factor? No, but when you're weighing all, when you're making all the checks, you know, one in the pro column, one in the con column, that's a check in the pro column. And that, that could be something that tips a player's decision. It look, it's nice to not, it, not have another negative for your team. Right. Right. Sometimes it's like as simple as that. Hey, cool. You've got something going for you, even if it's this and just perception around the league with us, I think is also important in this sort of stuff for your fans and to get their buy-in because it probably isn't the easiest. I think that's also really nice. So this is just one of those things that like, Great. Like uh, just such a feel good moment in the bubble that's like sometimes you need things like that. You tell you totally do. Um I would love for, you know, I would love for other teams to kind of step up their creativity and we'll see. We'll see. I mean there there's there's a lot. And and look, it's very interesting because I heard pe- people talk about the the families coming into the bubble for the second round of the playoffs, but are are they really going to want to do that because if you come into Florida, there's a two week quarantine and then there's another quarantine once you get into the bubble and there are, there, there are families. There are wives who don't have their husbands there because their husbands are already in the bubble. So they're going to stay what in a hotel locked in a hotel room with kids. That's not going to happen. So, uh, there are definitely a lot of players who are going to, even though families can come in, are going to be away from their families for, for longer than expected. So I'll be interested to see what families do, what they do for for these players. It's it's, so it's. I know we normally joke in the segment. It's nice to genuinely talk about something like this, even though I miss the jokes. I know, I know. I was thinking about that too. I was like, no, this is just a a heartwarming moment. Even people with cold, black, dead hearts like us, like us, (laughs) can be, you know, uh, emotionally touched by something like. I, wow, look at this. I have emotions. That's good. This kind of elicited some of these emotions. Uh, it was a very nice gesture. I'm, I'm very happy that they did that. This Wednesday slate of games is going to be awesome. And that will be the topic of discussion on the Thursday locked on NBA podcast. Indy, Houston, Toronto, Philly, Miami, OKC, Clippers, Denver, lots of good basketball on Thursday. Locke and Golliver will be uh, talking about that 
on the Thursday night podcast. So be sure to check that out. Uh, subscribe wherever you can get your podcasts. Typically on Wednesdays, I'm one of your co-hosts, John Corrales, at Reds Army underscore John on Twitter, host of the Lockdown Celtics podcast. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake. That's it. We'll talk to you next time. Subscribe. Please rate us five stars. Review. Talk to you next time on the Locked On NBA podcast.